Safety Net Studio presents. Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we try to survive with Netflix's Society of the Snow. flight of a rugby team crashes on a glacier in the Andes, and the few passengers who survive the crash find themselves in one of the world's toughest environments to survive. Written by the team of J.A. Bayona, Bernat Villaplena, and Jaime Marquez, and directed by J.A. Bayona, Society of the Snow stars Enzo Vigranicic as Numa Turcati, Augustin Pardella as Fernando Nando Parado, Matthias Recult as Roberto Canessa, Esteban Bigliardi as Javier Methal, and features Diego Vigazzi, Fernando Contingiani, Esteban Kukrichka, Francisco Romero, Rafael Fetterman, Valentino Alonso, Thomas Wolfe, and Augustin Della Corte. Back in 1993, American director Frank Marshall, also known for producing movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Money Pit, and Back to the Future, directed a film called Alive that told the story of a Uruguayan rugby team whose plane crashed in the Andes Mountain. That film starred a young Ethan Hawke, and this film tells the exact same story. Now, story-wise, the true story story is absolutely fascinating and also very terrifying. A plane carrying 40 passengers and five crew members crashes in the Andes Mountains, and after initially 33 people survive, ultimately 16 were found alive 71 days later. Those who survived lived off of drinking snow, consuming what little food they could find, and ultimately resorting to cannibalism. While 1993's Alive simplified what the survivors had to do to a degree, Society of the Snow pulls no punches. It can be a tough walk watch, but I promise you that this film is absolutely worth it. And just so you're all aware, I actually watched the film with English dubbing and subtitles just to make it a little bit easier on me. Acting-wise, this ensemble cast is absolutely incredible. Every single actor does an incredible job showing a huge range of emotions and every single one is absolutely believable. There is a reason that this movie has already won a number of awards in its native Spain and will likely win a bunch more in North America, potentially even best foreign film at this year's Oscars. Overall, Society of the Snow is one of those movies that you should watch, but know that the content is incredibly difficult. What the men that survived needed to do was absolutely horrible, and they know it, and they portray it so well in the film. Its two-hour and 24-minute runtime can feel a bit long, so Netflix is a perfect place for this film for being able to take breaks here and there. I did find myself getting distracted quite a bit during this movie, but hey, that's what the pause button is for, am I right? If you were a fan of the movie Alive, you should watch this movie. If you don't know this story, you should watch this movie. And if you want to see an incredible foreign language film whose dubbing actors actually do an incredible job in their own rights, then watch this film. I give Society of the Snow a B+. 
New year, new you, so get rid of that mop and get cleaned up right. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with the first teaser trailer for Zelda Williams' directorial debut, Lisa Frankenstein. When you're in doubt... Lisa looks good. She could probably even do pageants if she had congeniality. Your daughter is a little psycho. I owe my glorious home to an ungrateful little... I want to help you, but Taffy says it's a waste of time to try and fix a boy. It's better just accept a guy's flaws. That's so cute. I have an idea. There are bad people out there. Come on, Lisa. It'll feel good. That hand is going to do terrible things. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right You are being admitted. Impatient. Lockdown. I could get the clink for life or the electric chair, but I don't want to die a virgin. You know anything about the disappearance of a student? I'm not making any more comments. You can talk to my lawyer. Really hope this goth phase ends soon. Set in 1989, a coming-of-rage love story from acclaimed writer Diablo Cody about a misunderstood teenager and her high school crush, who happens to be a handsome corpse. After a set of playfully horrific circumstances bring him to life, the two embark on a murderous journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts along the way. Lisa Frankenstein stars Catherine Newton from Freaky and Cole Sprouse from Riverdale, alongside Carla Gugino, Liza Soberano, Joe Crest, and Henry Eikenberry. Lisa Frankenstein releases in theaters on Valentine's Day of 2024. Over in casting news, it was announced that hot office success in Super Mario Brothers Peaches, 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 Jack Black has signed on to star in the Minecraft film. According to Deadline, Black will co-star alongside Jason Momoa in the adaptation of one of the best-selling video games ever. As of now, there's no plot synopsis to be known, but the film is also set to co-star Emma Myers, Danielle Brooks, and Sebastian Eugene Hansen. In other casting news, Deadline is reporting that Gerard Butler will be reprising his role of Stoic the Vast for Universal's upcoming live-action adaptation of How to Train Your Dragon. The film is coming from Dean DeBlois, who also wrote and directed all three of the animated films, where he'll be writing, directing, and producing the live-action film. The film also stars Mason Thames as Hiccup, alongside Nico Parker as Astrid. How to Train Your Dragon will be released in theaters on June 13th of 2025. Deadline is also reporting that Julia Garner, best known for playing the role of Ruth Langmore in the Netflix series Ozark, has signed on to star in Lee Winnell's upcoming Wolfman film. She'll be joining Christopher Abbott, who is set to play a man whose family is being terrorized by a lethal predator. Garner will be playing his wife, who is described as a mother whose family is being terrorized by a lethal predator. Wolfman is currently on the fast track to production, aiming for an October 25th of 2024 release. Deadline is also reporting that 
reporting that K-Hugh Kwan, best known as being short round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and starring in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Short round. Step on it. He's set to star in his very own action film titled With Love. Plot details are currently being kept under wraps, but the film is coming from Universal and David Leach in Kelly McCormick's 87 North. Kwan's next project is a voice acting role in Kung Fu Panda 4, hitting theaters on March 8th. Over at Marvel, it was announced that actor Steven Ewan has officially stepped away from the upcoming Thunderbolts film. During an interview with Variety, Ewan said, quote, I think for me, time passing and things shifting kind of pulled me out of it. But Jake Schreier, I know, is going to do an incredible job. It took a lot of drafts on email to make sure that I conveyed the sincerity of how sorry I was to have to back out. While it wasn't confirmed, Ewan was expected to play Sentry, aka Robert Reynolds, who is one of the strongest superheroes in Marvel. The film still has a stacked cast, including some Sebastian Stan, Hannah John Kamen, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, and Olga Kirilenko. Thunderbolts is still on track for a July 25th, 2025 release. Meanwhile, in the rumor mill, while being interviewed on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, actor Patrick Stewart has confirmed that a Star Trek Picard movie is currently being written. He said, quote, I heard only last night about a script that is being written, but written specifically with the actor, Patrick Stewart, to play in it. And I've been told to expect to receive it within a week or so. I'm so excited because it sounds like the kind of project where the experimentation that I want to do will be essential for this kind of material. When asked if the movie would be a little bit of a different take to what we saw in the three seasons of Star Trek Picard, Stewart replied, yes. What was so interesting about Picard was the main reason I decided to commit to three seasons of it was that Akiva Goldsman talked to me about the changes that had happened in my life in the last 20 years. And he said, were there any? And of course I said, yes, there were lots and lots of new journeys and new experiences and new relationships. Moving to the small screen, a new teaser trailer for Marvel's upcoming series Echo shows us the continuity between the Netflix Daredevil series as well as Hawkeye. Maya, enough games. If you want a war, you'll have it. After the events of Hawkeye in New York City, Maya Lopez is being pursued by Wilson Fisk's organization, leading her to return to her hometown in Oklahoma, where she must come to terms with her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace her family and community. All five episodes of Echo will release on Disney Plus on January 9th. For fans of The White Lotus, the new cast for Season 3 has officially been announced. Season 3 will star Leslie Bibb, Jason Isaacs, Michelle Monaghan, Parker Posey, Dom Hetrical, and Tammy Thapthamthong. White Lotus Season 3 takes place in Thailand, but plot details are being kept under wraps. Deadline is reporting that the upcoming Battlestar Galactica reboot will officially be helmed by the Sinner creator Derek Simmons. The reboot series has been a passion project of Mr. Robot's Sam Esmail for a while, and he will be producing through UCP. Over at CBS, it's being reported that a straight-to-series order for an NCIS origin show is about to take place, focusing on a young Leroy Jethro Gibb. The prequel comes from Mark Harmon, who played Gibbs on NCIS for nearly 20 years, and his son Sean Harmon, who played a younger version of the character in a handful of episodes. In the series, Gibbs starts his career as a newly minted special agent at the fledgling NCIS Camp Pendleton office, where he forges his place on a gritty ragtag team led by NCIS legend Mike Franks. Well, as of January 1st, Mickey Mouse, or at least the first iteration of him in Steamboat Willie, has officially entered public domain. Since entering
entering public domain, there have been announcements of video games as well as a horror series following the titular character. Following a viral interview on the Club Shay Shay podcast, a number of comedians, actors, and musicians are responding to comedian Cat Williams after he attacked them for seemingly no reason. Williams maintains that his Friday After Next character Money Mike was originally supposed to be raped, which he insisted on cutting. Ice Cube, who produced, wrote, and starred in the film, had a different recollection, posting on X, quote, We do what we feel, and if it was a rape scene, it would have been in the movie. There was no reason not to shoot it. But that's not my style. I don't even like that kind of shit in movies. And so that was, to me, a little discrepancy there. Cube went on to praise Cat Williams' contributions to the movie, but also noting that he's a bit ungrateful, saying, quote, I put a lot of people in movies, but they ain't never put me in a movie. Williams also went after Kevin Hart, saying, quote, In 15 years in Hollywood, no one in Hollywood has a memory of going to a sold-out Kevin Hart show and there being a line for him, ever getting a standing ovation at any comedy club. He already had his deals when he got here. What do you think a plant is? Hart would call Williams' claim sad before promoting his upcoming film, Lift. Williams also attacked Cedric the Entertainer, claiming that the comedian stole jokes from him, to which he responded as tough talk and corny AF. Williams also went on to drop a bombshell saying that Chris Tucker hung out on Epstein Island and that Steve Harvey stole his idea for the Steve Harvey show directly from hanging with Mr. Cooper. And finally, we end today on some pretty good news. After retiring, actor Michael Caine has seemingly found a second career. Caine will be releasing his first novel at the age of 90 titled Deadly Game, which finds career criminal catcher DCI agent Harry Taylor tracking down a mysterious box of uranium and various nefarious types who might be tied to the contents. The book was released in December and is currently available anywhere that you like to purchase books. The new year is here, so if you need to plan a get-together, why not try something a little different? At Killer Noob Escapes at 740B Century Street, we offer the city's only two-hour escape experience, starting with Part 1, The Fun House, followed by Part 2, The Upstairs. We also feature a two-person room called Buried Alive. Hold your gathering in our private dining room for free if you book Part 1 and Part 2, all while being surrounded by the screams of Puddles' victims. Book today at KillerNoobEscapes.com. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at TalkingMoviesPC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, there is no greater love than that which gives one's life for one's friends. Thank you.